Do you love the Making a Musical podcast? Please subscribe, like, and review our show so we can get this into the hands of more musical theater lovers just like you. Ticket Peak just named us one of the five best performing arts podcasts out there. We're number three now, but help us out and let's move up that list. Meantime, if you want to learn more about my new off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York, go to goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. You can get tickets for our 54 Below show. That's October 4th. It's a concert and you'll get a free album. It's a Friday. Heads up. So you have time. You have a Friday in a few months. We also have tickets for our off-Broadway show. That's January 9th, 2020. Tickets for both shows are on sale now. We have merch. We have music online. Go to our website to learn more. The Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. The podcast follows the development and execution of our critically acclaimed musical, Good Morning New York. We open off Broadway at the Players Theater January 9th, 2020. We also have a show at 54 Below. That's October 4th. Tickets are on sale now for that. Those go for 20. Tickets for our show off Broadway. Those are on sale as well. Just go to goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. Get yours. We're going to have gift bags if you go to the 54 Below show or opening night. It's a big deal. And the music sounds wonderful. I know that a lot of people have been hearing me talk about working on the musical and the music and the book for the show. And everyone's like, when are we going to get it? You're going to get it really, really soon. The first people that are going to get it are the ones that we pick to audition. Oh yeah, so auditions are in a few weeks. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe one more hundreds. I don't know if we're at 400 or 500 people who've submitted to audition, but we have so many people. And going through those casting calls is uh, it's hard to do. <laughs> I'm going through everyone who um, submitted, and then we have our casting director going through, our director, stage manager. We're all going through who submitted, and it's hard to pick because we only have a limited time to audition. So it's fun. It's a headache. And sometimes when I do it at work, people probably think I'm like on a dating website or something because I click on people and I watch a video. That's actually a fun fact about the casting or at least my process. I'm just one in a series of people on this panel for casting. My process is I obviously we post everything and then people apply, duh, duh. And then I just scroll through. It's first about what they look like. Does this person look like Val? Does this person look like Steve? Does this person look like John? And I, or an understudy. And if someone does look like an understudy, can that person be all of the characters at any time? Because we have age differences. We have a lot of other differences. We have an alto soprano. We have, like, I picture John with a beard. Um, but then I picture Billy without a beard. Not that beards matter. I don't think beard will matter for an understudy, but that's what I go for. And it's the understudies are hard because you have to picture someone who can fit in all of the diverse roles that we have when it comes to a series of factors. And, um, that'll be hard for the understudy. And then when it comes to, I I said, we got a lot of good applicants for our Val character. Val's the one that sings I Can Do So Much Better and Best of Me. So those are some songs that, well, I Can Do So Much Better is my favorite song. Best of Me is a fan favorite song. And we got to pick someone who can sing it. And I'm pretty confident 
that we have a pretty good roundup of ladies who definitely qualify for that. So I can't wait to audition for Val. Steve, it's hard. It's funny because Steve originally was Clark in the production last year. But oh, if you hear me like doing this, it's a coffee mug I'm going to drink from. Hold on. It's Starbucks coffee. Okay, so when it comes to Steve, uh, looking at a production last year, we kind of, we, 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 well, it was Clark last year. So we rewrote the role and then we changed the name because we want to visualize something different because it is something different. And it's hard to pick someone. So I'm excited to see who we cast for Steve because I currently don't know. That It's weird to say, but like, I want an actor to walk in and give a performance during the audition and then I'll be like there we go now that's Steve opposed to like for Val we have a lot of people where I'm thinking oh yeah all of these ladies could absolutely be Val they're so talented and I think that they'll be good and that'll be hard but Steve I just want Steve to sweep me off my feet and so I don't know who Steve's gonna be okay so the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I want to update everyone on all of the things that have been going on because I took a long break and I needed it. I really, really needed it. I was getting so stressed out. And the funny thing is, I got more stressed. This whole summer just has been stress. And I'm so happy that the podcast, I'm happy that I was not doing the podcast. Jose has been doing a great job with summer break. I'm happy that I got to take that stress off me because it turned into me just doing a podcast and focusing on the podcast, not really focusing on the show. So let's talk about what I've been up to ever since I took a break from the podcast. A lot has happened. We've raised so much money um, so quick too, which is really exciting and I'm pretty damn proud of myself. Like I know that sounds cocky. I didn't care. Um, I raised about $12,000 in six months for the show and I'm very proud of myself. And I don't even feel bad about saying it because you know, No one else is saying it to me, so I might as well pat myself on the back. So we raised that, and I mean, why am I taking deep breaths lately? I'm so sorry. I must be nervous to be back on air. Just joking. I don't know why I'm taking deep breaths. I'm sitting in my room doing a podcast. Okay, so how did it work? How did all the money get into the bank account? Well, like I said, I was saving a thousand a week, a month, a thousand a month from my paycheck. And then we had the Indiegogo page, which we raised over 2000 from that. And then we have t-shirts, which I've raised a few hundred from those shirts. If you want to buy one, go to goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. They go for 20 bucks. And we also have mugs, too, that are 12 bucks now. So buy a mug. Um, buy a t-shirt. Buy whatever. It uh, really helps us out. And I'm really happy that these sales are going and that people are interested. So we have the shirts. We have the podcast ads, which I've only made, like, I don't know, 75 or less through these. I haven't checked how much money I've made the ads yet because I'm just not making much through that. So shirts, podcast ads, then the $1,000 that I'm putting in every month in addition to investors and sponsors. So that's probably all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say who are the investors because that's it's mostly my friends <laughs> or family. So them and then the people who believe in the show have invested. And then there's that. That's that. So basically it's just me working my little butt off trying to get people to believe in the show and, and support it. 
and all the goods. Finding money was not easy at all. That is like the hardest thing I've had to do was just try to find the money. And I know that maybe if you have a show and you're having a rough time finding money, I really do think the Indiegogo page is a great way to start because that gets so many people on board and they can support you. And then you start raising money and then I also think that blasting out everything you do on social media really helps as well. So then the people can see, oh, she's she's working on something, she's still doing it. Even though I've been doing so many posts of me just sitting at a bar writing, it's so boring and I know how boring those posts are, but it shows that I'm working on it. So I think the more people see it, the more they get excited and then eventually on payday, because I would post these like donate to my Indiegogo things, I'd post those on Thursdays and Fridays because that's when people get paid. So post it on payday and, you know, just reach out to your friends and ask them to get, be supportive. Uh, yeah, raising money is really, really hard. And it's so funny too because I, I had some people who wanted to invest, which is cool, and I support that. I always support investing in my show, but they couldn't. Um, maybe it was time or money, but it was weird because when it comes to a Broadway or off-Broadway show, I think that everyone would love to have a piece of that pie, whether they're investing or acting in it or in their creative team. It's such an exciting experience and I had a lot of people reach out to me wanting to be part of it. The thing is, that's not really how it works, you know? When it comes to casting, you audition and then you do a callback and then you get cast. You don't just reach out to the producer being like, hey, I, I am ready and I'll do you a favor and be in your musical. That's not how it works. Like, you're not, you're not doing me a favor. Um, I think that people should audition and get a role based on merit and talent, not just because they kissed my ass. So there's been a lot of people reaching out to me about that. And I should have had zero tolerance from the beginning because sometimes I'm wishy-washy and I'm like, oh, well, here's the audition songs. But like all those songs have changed and we're not auditioning with those. And also it's not happening. So just because you're friends with me doesn't get you a role. That's not how musical theater works. And if you're listening to this, yeah, it's just weird asking someone to be in their show. That's really, really weird because I think that if you're a playwright or a director or a composer, you write a role, you have an idea for what you want, and that puts you in a really hard situation when someone that is your friend or not your friend or whatever, they just come up to you and they're like, hey, yeah, I'll be in your show. I didn't ask. It's like some guy on the street walking up to me being like, hey, yeah, all right, I'll be your boyfriend. <laughs> I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Um, so anyway, I just want to put that out there for people who keep DMing me on Instagram. Just audition. And that's great because some of you do DM me and say, hey, I'd love to audition for your show. What's the info? Awesome. Keep doing that. Of course. So yeah, shoot me your DM me. If you don't have a backstage, I'll, of course, shoot you an email to audition and then we'll get back to you. That's fine. It's the, it's the cockiness of being like, hey, I will be in your show. Who the f*** are you? You don't just email the producer of an off-Broadway production and be like, here I am. I guess I'll do you a favor and be in your off-Broadway show, even though I've never been in a New York City production and I just graduated from college. But I am me, therefore I am the best. That is ridiculous and not wanted and cocky as hell. So if you want to audition or be part of this, 
email me, say you're interested, and then send in your reel and resume. And then if we like you, we will invite you to an audition. The other part is uh, no one's really reached out. Well, some people have reached out about the creative team, but I mean, I already have, our, a lot of people reach out about directing my show too, but Bridget Greeny's so great. And please everyone stop trying to direct the show because we have a great, great, great director. Now I'm just doing like a PSA for the emails that I don't want to get. What else? What, else? what other DMs am I getting? Oh yeah, people always want to get involved with it, whether it's investing or producing. I just do what Broadway shows do, where if you want to be an associate producer on a show or a co-producer, then donate X amount of money and then you're in. So that's what I've been doing and I tell people like the opening investment to be an associate producer is $2,500. And if you don't have it, that's cool. Don't worry about it. We'll move on and you won't be associate producer. That's usually how it goes. And we've had a few people reach out about that. And it's so funny because for at least, I don't know, six months, I've been having these talks with a series of people and they're always like, oh, the money's coming. I'll get it. It's coming. But I'm just like, guys, I am not your pimp. I do not want to make it sound like I need, well, I do need your money, but also like it doesn't have to be your money. I just need money from somewhere <laughs> to produce the show. And like I said a long time ago, I have a plan and I had a plan to raise a thousand a month if I don't raise the money. And I raised it. Mostly. I'm like a thousand more to go than I'm there. So don't worry about it. I'm not your pimp. That was weird. And that makes me feel uncomfortable. So, um, oh yeah. So a few months ago, I told everyone who was interested in investing that the deadline is August 1st. That's when it closes for investments. And we are now closed for investments. We have the money. Um, I keep saying we need a thousand more, but that's because I'm waiting for a check in the mail that should arrive today. <laughs> so uh, by the end of this day, we're fully funded. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, fully funded. And we don't need any more money. But the money that we do receive won't be from investors. It'll be from sponsors or something that we don't have to pay back. Like if we get ticket sales for shows, then we'll use that money for marketing. Um, so that'll be really exciting. And after we pay royalties for everybody. Oh, I gotta take a deep breath there. Yeah, so I'm excited everyone wants to be involved. Um, if uh, the investments have closed, we raised the money. If you wanna audition, you're welcome to. If you think the role's yours, it's not. <laughs> and uh, that sounded so cocky. But seriously, you can't email me. I've just been getting so many emails with people thinking that, like, contacting me gives them a role. It's so weird. Okay, so that's where we're at. We have a new website. Not really. Everyone always gives me crap about my website, but I say it's still non-union. We're not Dear Evan Hansen. And I think that my website is very simple. I'm looking at it now. I just added the reviews. I'm going to read you some of the reviews because I always say we're critically acclaimed and uh, here's why. When it comes to reviews, here's what we're looking at. We have a review from the Daily News. CBS New York said it was an amazing musical. Fox 31 Channel 2 Denver said it's a must-see production. Pix11 said it's entertaining and heartfelt. And Fox News, friend from Fox News, says Lexi Rosenblum stunts. And she does. Oh my gosh, you guys. She sings a song called Station. And yesterday, 
I heard the orchestrations for Station for the first time because we kind of changed them a little bit. It's so wonderful. I'm so excited. I, I would play you the orchestration, but the playback wasn't the best and you guys will be like, what? Why is it like that? Um, no. It's so wonderful. And Station was that 11 o'clock number. And so now with these new changes, it's really an, an 11 o'clock number. So let's talk about that now. When it comes to, wait, but you know what? Before that, I first want to talk about my Seated app because they don't pay me to do this, but I'm now making Seated my sponsor because I get rewards for telling you about this. So here's how the Seated app works. It gives you money back for dining out. So if you go to a restaurant in New York City or San Francisco or I think Atlanta or whatever, if you go to one of those restaurants and you use your Seated app because they have to be on the app, you get between... 10 to 44% back in rewards that you can use for Starbucks, Amazon, Target, ClassPass, SoulCycle, uh, Hulu, Lyft, Uber. You get all this money back for just eating at a restaurant. So last night, I went to this little restaurant called Inti and I got 41% back in seated rewards. And that ended up being about $12 that I got just for eating out. And then today I went to Starbucks and I cashed in my gift card. My Well, I got $12, but the gift card came as a 10 and the two was reserved for my next gift card. So I, you know, went to Starbucks today, cashed in my $10 gift card and got a nice little mocha frappuccino and a lemon pound cake, whatever that's called, six bucks. So seated app try it. If you use my code, you'll get an additional $5 in your first restaurant. So you'll get like $15 back in Starbucks gift cards just for eating somewhere. It's wonderful. My code, Jacqueline27, J-A-C-K-L-Y-N 27. It's also on my Instagram page as well if you want to click on the link there. I love Seated. They don't pay me to do this, but you get $5 for your first time. And then you get a code, and then you can share your code with friends, and then you get extra rewards when they use your code. So try Seated. I love it. You'll love it. That is my pitch today. So I do quickly want to touch on this major setback that we had in the spring and summer. As you guys know, I'm pretty busy because I have a full-time day job and then the musical. And then Dylan Adler, our co-composer, he's busy too because he has all these gigs around the city. So we came to a point where we're like, all right, we might need one more person to help us with some of the new songs and then with these orchestrations. We found somebody, I'm not going to name names. Basically, I'm sharing the story because it might happen to you. We had someone come on board and completely try to change everything and it got to the point where a few months later he was scheduling meetings with other writers and trying to convince me that I'm not worthy of writing Good Morning New York and other writers and he should take over the musical and I should just pay to produce it and it's an ego blow for me put me in a bad spot and we separated, which is great. We That was months later. Um, in the early stages of it, I tried to, you know, I, obviously I don't have a background in this stuff. So took some of his ideas and we played around. We held a reading and all my friends came up to me after. They're like, it's really funny, but this does not hold a candle to last year. And it's, you have to change it back. Like you, this is not the same show. Take it back. Don't do this new thing that you're doing with him. Like in that and go straight back to 2018 because that was what got the 
critical acclaim and that's what got the sold out performances and the residency and people to um, be attracted to this. So we did. And, you know, when I ended things, it was mutual. He agrees that that he doesn't want to work with me. And I agree that I don't want to work with him. And I'm sure in 10 years, he'll probably be very successful. He'll probably be on Broadway or something and be like, yeah, Jackie was mean to me on her podcast. And that's not true. I just, this podcast is about the highs and the lows and I tell people what's going on and people in the circle know that there's been a lot of stuff that I don't mention. But the reason why I'm mentioning this is because you creative out there, the people who actually listen to this podcast, you might find yourself in a situation where you feel like maybe it's insecurity or maybe it's you feel stuck and you feel like someone else is going to help you. Make sure that they're not taking your voice because for a good three months there, someone walked in and completely silenced my voice. And I was frustrated because my boundaries were crossed, but I didn't say anything. And then it hit me in the face when I realized that two people that I don't know are going to write my story about news that I have an Emmy for, (laughs) whatever. I'm not going to get cocky. I'm just going to say, don't let people take your voice and don't let people take your story. That's how I want to end it. If you want to buy a ticket to Good Morning New York, you can go to our website, goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. We have stuff for 54 Below. We have stuff for Off-Broadway, January 9th, 2020. I hope my story didn't um, ruin you. Besides that, you know, we're good to go. The show's good. We have critical acclaim. Oh, yeah, Jackson Bell's on board. He, he is now the new, he helped do the orchestrations and finish stuff. This is Jackson. Jackson came on after this other guy and I split ways. So Jackson's stuff is so good. I heard it yesterday and I really, 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 really love it. You're going to love it too. You have to get a ticket to our album launch party. Jackson Bell was on board for our, I keep jumping around because I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention Jackson's a new music director, um, music director, co-composer, and you have to, you just got to see the music. October 4th. 54 below, it's 20 bucks and you get a gift bag with like good stuff in it. We have sponsors, Baked Cravings. We have the Harney and Sons Tea. We're going to get some more. Go buy a ticket, 20 bucks. You got to do it and um, keep writing. And I'll see you guys when season four starts in the fall.